Hello, I'm Mark O'Connor, and we're here today for a deeper dive into the concept of data monetization. This is coming out of our Tech Index report, uh, which is a temperature check of the technology sector. And I'm delighted to be joined by two friends and colleagues who are experts in this field and can bring their insights. Anthony Lloyd, who leads our team in Sydney, Andrew Dyson, who leads our team in the UK. So guys, looking at the tech index report, I think it's fair to say there were some slightly surprising findings in terms of the, the uptake of data monetization amongst organizations. Anthony? Absolutely. I think um, we're surprised to see that the, the levels are so low, I guess, because um, increasingly in a data-driven society, all, all businesses have data. From my perspective, I think it may be a bit of a, a misunderstanding of the question um, from our respondents in that they see data monetization in a very narrow way, being an external focus of packaging up data and selling it, whereas, of course, the way in which we intended it to be um, viewed was two aspects, I suppose. One's the external focus of having some economic benefit from that data and being able to sell it. But the other is to having some business benefit, so whether or not that's uh, in, informing the way you do processes or the way in which you're uh, able to access better information about your customers, but it's monetizing it in, in that sense that I think is the far more powerful um, side of things. And you the same for you and uh, from your perspective in the UK? Totally, and I think talking to clients on these points, this issue that Anthony's just alluded to, it comes up time and time again, that the real value in the data asset when they're building a warehouse, when they're ingesting large volumes of data into kind of big systems and, and, and looking at it is, is that internal focus, the MI, the BI that it's telling you about your operations and sales and your profiles of your customers and that ability to innovate and drive value out of your product, value out of your customers rather than, oh, we're going to package this up and, 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 and spin it off into a company that intrinsically is going to have value in its own right. And I think there are examples of that. But I think that's sort of the icing on the cake and that the real substance here is understand what's going on in the business with the sales, the Internet of Things concept. I mean, that's grabbing data, uh, telling you real-time large, important volumes of information about that product, where it's working well, where there may be inefficiencies, where you can improve the service timeline and, 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 and do a better service to your customers or save money and so on. So that's what we're really talking about when we're looking at monetizing the data, actually using it in a more powerful way to improve the efficiency of your systems and, and drive better innovation. So this is the key takeaway or the 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 added piece that's not coming out necessarily as strongly as we anticipated from the index, that we have got the traditional view of monetization, uh, derived data, selling, packaging up data. And, and let's talk about use cases and maybe some of the, the challenges with that. But there's that bigger piece you're both describing. Perhaps we can talk about some examples of that in, I think the report talks about uh, mining, talks about uh, public sector, talks about aviation, of ways in which organizations can really dive into the the information that's in their hands for business benefit. Is that fair to, to bring those two angles sure, together? Absolutely. And Andrew talked about the uh, examples in the manufacturing and, and sort of in, in, in engineering side of things in the mining sector, that data is really being used. Uh, monetization is probably is, is the wrong term because what it really is is utilization of, of that data. And so, for example, mining companies will analyze the performance of mining equipment and will be able to detect over a series of time where parts might fail on certain equipment and they'll pre-order parts and have that stock on hand for when things go wrong and sort of you know, using that. that uh, to so smart them. sensor data 
to almost precog what's going exactly. wrong, so you don't have a don't have downtime. Drop in, no downtime. Yeah, no downtime. Exactly. And you know the other examples we were sort of discussing earlier in relation to the aviation industry. Well, they're so rich in data that they're getting from travellers through frequent fire programs have also got information about um, shopping habits and all sorts of things and sort of utilising that to, to better be able to target um, products and services to those customers or potentially even to share them with other companies or uh, airlines even. So this, this is sunny uplands of huge volumes of data that all organisations have got, uh, yet our index is, for whatever reason, as we've just discussed, maybe not showing that the exploitation is happening, but but why uh, are there barriers that, um, that yeah, I've got customer data you've just described, sensor data, what's what's stopping me just packaging that up and making a ton of money out of it? So, so, so one of the most obvious ones, and I think it is mentioned in the report, is the regime around protecting personal data processing, which in Europe we've got the GDPR, but it's, a, it's, a, it's all over the world now. We've got these regimes that say, look, if you're collecting personal data and, and all the information we're talking about here, to the extent it relates to individuals, and this is different from the IoT piece that might be in an engineering B2B context, it, it's restricted and it's regulated and you can't freely, I might have collected it for one purpose, but I cannot then repurpose it for something else that's unrelated unless I've gone through the whole cycle of checking that I've been transparent with my customers about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and making sure there's a lawful basis for processing that data, which often means you have to get the permission or be confident that it's genuinely for a purpose that they're, they're going to be comfortable with or, or otherwise legally permitted. So this is a barrier that often comes. So when you sit down with people and they have, as you talk about the rosy headlands of, you know, what the nirvana of what could be potentially done with these great big data sets, and then you say, well, we've got these wonderful use cases, you immediately become come to this, this kind of, this hurdle which says, well, hold on a minute, it's personal data, right? So we now need to go back and do the checks and balances and see, can we do this? And very often, if you haven't, we talk about privacy by design, if you haven't built into the origin of the data collection, privacy by design. So why am I collecting it? What might I want to do with it downstream? And how have I explained that and got the right permissions in place at the beginning and potentially tagged it along the way? You may have a potentially great data set, but it's no use to you from you know, a lawful basis. You can't use it. So we, it's very important that that's a barrier. And I think that is alluded to in the report, but it shouldn't be a barrier that's insurmountable. It means with careful consideration, with proper governance and frameworks, and people are building these data warehouses, that they're actually thinking, what could the downstream purposes be? And building the checks and balances and controls at the outset, it gives you the power to unlock that data downstream. Because that remediation process to go back in time to, to get the right use to, to the data presumably kills the business case. Very quickly on that, I, I talk about pollution, right? Because if you've got data that's come in and you don't know where it's come in from, you don't know what permissions it's come with and consents and so on, it, it potentially pollutes the whole data set because you just haven't tagged it in the right way from the beginning. Yeah. But also you got to think about the, the personal data side of things is also a narrow narrow set of the data that we're talking about as well. I think boards should be looking as to what, what data do we have, what value is that to the company, how can we best use that data to improve how we make decisions or improve the way in which we provide services. So really have a strategy around that, that data and implementing it for the best uses of the company. So the issues of privacy by design you've just described and, uh, and, and better use cases for data downstream. But presumably this has piqued the interest of regulators now and potentially in the future. So from both your jurisdictions, between you, we, we, we circumnavigate the world here. <laughs> um, what are you seeing down the track? Uh, well, in Australia, of course, the consumer data rights has been the big piece of legislation that's come in, progressively going through different industries, the first being the banking with um, open banking. And we're seeing the government realising that there should be some ownership in personal data and 
for the individual to be able to control that data. So first of all, in uh, in banking, then moving across into the energy sectors, insurance and so on will follow. Um, and so that's a really strong recognition that people should be able to take control of their information, their data, and be able to um, use that to, to move around uh, different um, services and, and they should be able to control that. But one of the things that comes out from that is I think that there's real opportunity for certain companies to be able to um, get access to that data in terms of the, the open architecture which mm-hmm. is there uh, and be able to provide holistic services. So for example, it might be that someone like a, an accounting package, you, know, you might use that and then that accounting package might go and talk to the bank and get that information into your accounting package and might also talk to your electricity provider and get you a better deal on that. And so all of a sudden, you might have a one-stop shop, if you like, where one person deals with all of those things for you and they control all of that data from the different areas, but you only see one uh, interaction with your accounting software, for example, and it then goes and gets a better deal for you at the bank or it gets a better deal for you on your insurance or whatever it might be. And that is a powerful example, isn't it? That's to what you both said earlier, you know, just because you can... Should you? Mm. That does sound like a should you example. Andrew, from your perspective, from the other side of the world, from, from the UK and Europe, what, what, what's, what's yeah, very, happening? Very similar down? themes. I mean, I think the journey starts with personal data and the things we were talking about before. And we have PSD2, which is open banking and you know, the data sharing that comes out of that. But we're now moving into the next sort of stage of this and looking at uh, Europe's got the Data Act, which has a much broader concept than personal data. And it says, look, if a device is generating data and you own that device, you should have the ability to, to some extent to control that information and the exploitation or the monetization, if you like, of the data. Don't just assume if I've got a car and I'm driving it around and it's creating lots of valuable information, it's not just belonging to you know the manufacturer of that car. It's actually, I could choose to give it somewhere else and I could choose to, to, to share it somewhere else and, and control it. So we talked about monetization, but the assumption there was monetization by the corporates. But actually, as you start to do that, you run into people getting concerned about, well, where's that? How am I controlling that value that I'm actually generating for the businesses? How am I making sure we're not getting into antitrust competitive practices? So this is where this legislation is starting to come from, which is quite interesting. So, you know, I always see the, the scales always end up having to rebalance themselves. So we're starting to see that emerge and who knows where it's going to go. We have concepts of data portability, for example, in the GDPR, not well excised, but philosophically there's a there for a reason. But I think those principles are now starting to you know, emerge in this in this other legislation. So the public sector in many jurisdictions is 40-50% of the economic development that's going on in a country, and that's generating large volumes of data, and ultimately that belongs, if you like, to the public. So unlocking that, but like you go into a library and you can access books and it's for everyone's benefit, you know, do the same thing with the data that's being generated by, you know, all the public sector departments and, and operations that are going on around the country and let other people benefit from that because ultimately we're the stakeholders in that community. Mm. So Europe's got the Data Governance Act, which attempts to do that. The UK, we've done something similar a number of years ago. Again, I think it's all very immature and we will see whether some of these things are just nice philosophical ideas or they turn into something else. But if we're talking philosophical ideas. One thing that just to kind of mention at the very end, and it touches on something Anthony was saying was, you know, we have this concept of data altruism. I don't know if you've come across this, but Mm. this is an idea that if people have more control over their data, it's not just about monetizing it for value, but actually I want to do good in society. I want to give my health information to a charity so that they can find the cure for cancer and, and, and bring those things together and monitor all these kind of aspects of my lifestyle, which at the moment held by companies or mobile phone operators or, you know, or device levels. So, so unlocking the value, not just for the commercial benefit, but potentially for social good too, and, and us as individuals and consumers having the power to do that. Mm. So we've, we've kind of followed a nice arc here from narrow definition of data monetization 
big co-selling data actually through to a much more user and citizen-centric piece, particularly with what you've both been saying there in terms of the individual owning their data, the individual having those rights, the greater good brought by a, an organization like a government to exploit that for the benefit of, of its populace. might be interesting for us to maybe change uh, the question in the next survey to data utilisation, perhaps, mm -hmm. rather than monetization. Um, I think that's. I think that would get, get a better yeah. uh, get a better feel for what people are actually doing because if the the results actually speak to people not utilising it, then there's there's this great untapped opportunity for many companies if they're not actually they don't have a data strategy or that they aren't properly utilising the data. I think that must be you know there's a, there's a major thing that um, that needs to be. Uh, there's, there's just one final thing I'd mention because we haven't touched. We talked about all the good things that could be done and the power of all of this, but there are some risks as well. The most obvious one for me is cyber risk. So. If you are collecting large volumes of data and you are putting them into one central place, that's a goldmine, not just for you internally to kind of manage, but also for someone to come in and potentially destroy your business. So it's not without its risks to go down this route. And again, it's really critical that organizations are thinking about what we're trying to do here, what's necessary, what's proportionate, what are the controls that we're putting in place, and not just assuming it's just, as I say, grab as much as we can and put it in a single place because at some point it might be useful to us. Um, even if you navigate all the legal piece, th there are those wider risks of someone, a threat actor gets into that, takes that data out, highly competitive information that could be used to destroy a business. And there are examples where that's happened. And you know, these things just need to be thought through from that perspective as much as all the other things we've, we've, we've mentioned. It's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because you could say that, um, for example, the data that a bank has about you is pretty well protected given the, um, the systems that they have in place and you know, they get five million hits a day and people trying to steal that information. If you then got the right to take that out and put it somewhere else potentially that isn't as well protected, then that is a, you know, a major concern for everyone. But um, you know, particularly for you, you've finally got hold of your data and then you've, um, you've made it more vulnerable. And I, and I did see in other parts right. of the survey, one of the top, I think it was consistently the top risk from a board point of view was security, wasn't it? I mean, that was the thing yeah, that people were saying, when we're looking at innovation, the top thing that was looking at when we're making that decision whether to proceed or not is have we covered off the security issues? Because th th that's a constant refrain, isn't it? Fantastic. So. I think our takeaways here are data monetization is just a sliver, a piece of the story. Data utilization is the top level term we should be using here, but not, not in isolation. As you've both been saying, there, there is regulation coming around the corner and it's a business and consumer issue in terms of the right checks and balances um, and guardrails that look after this. Anthony, Andrew, fantastic. I know we've only just skated on the surface here of the sorts of issues we can get into. But I hope for our readers and those looking at the Tech Index, you've been inspired to look in a more detailed way at the data monetization piece. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks.